If you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, should you check their credit score? Well, I mean, you should look, I mean, you shouldn't like steal their phone and like do anything without their knowledge. Like that would be bad. By the way, here's actually, here's sort of a, like a side question. I've been married for 22 years. Um, I, I, I used to know the password to my wife's phone. I don't anymore. I forgot it. So I can't get into it even if I wanted, but if I had the ability to get in her phone, would I get in her phone? No, I'm really not that interested. I'm not, I don't want to know. Uh, if she's got something going on, I just, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather just not know. <laughs> I don't want to know. And, uh, I don't really, I don't really want her in my phone either. Um, but I have one of the, the facial recognition ones. I have like a, I guess it's a 10 S so she can't get in it anyway. Um, but I'm not up to anything, not to, not up to anything bad. Um, should you, should you ask to see their credit score, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, should you ask to see their credit score? Uh, I think you should, and we're going to talk about why. I think it's super important. You know, this is, but this is one of these questions that you may not want to know the answer to. Like, what if there's somebody that you really like, and uh, you find out they have a terrible credit score, and then you're like, oh, damn. Um, so what do you do if you have a super high credit score, and you find out that your girlfriend has a very low credit score? What do you do? Uh, you drop her like third period French. <laughs> I mean, look, at a minimum, you have to have a conversation about it. It's not It's not like, you know, your score is too low. I mean, you really have to get to the bottom of why the score is low, right? Because if it's somebody who doesn't pay their bills, that's a, a bit of a character flaw. There's two reasons you don't pay your, or three reasons. One, you don't have the money. Two, you're lazy. Or three, you're just disorganized. And like none of those are good. Those, none of those are good. Like, I don't, I, you know, I'm super, you know, type A about paying bills and stuff. You know, I've said I've, I've never, I've never missed a payment on anything in my entire life. Not insurance, not credit cards, not phone bills, nothing. I've never missed a payment on anything in my entire life. I did run a balance on a credit card one time, but I paid the minimum. So I didn't even, I didn't miss a payment. I just ran a balance one time. And the thought that I would be with somebody who's just a mess and just can't get it together and just like isn't paying their bills. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of, well, number one, like that sort of affects like the household finances. And number two, it's kind of an issue of respect. You know, like, can I respect somebody that doesn't have it together? So that's part of it. So maybe you drop her like third period French. Um, let's talk about what goes into your credit score. So there's three major credit reporting agencies. There's Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Equifax was in the news a couple years ago because they had that big hack. Uh, I actually had an account at Equifax, and I think that my email was compromised, but uh, there were no consequences to that, so I don't know what happened. But um, each of them collects data on you. I mean, these are not these are not really nice companies. Um, they they suck up a lot of data on you, and you they're they're very strange businesses. They're very strange businesses because you are not the customer. Like you actually are like the uh, the supply. Like you're 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 the product. You're what's being sold, and they're selling that data to other people. So it's a very strange business. So the scores go from three hundred to eight fifty. Three hundred is I've never known. I've actually I don't I don't think I've ever known anybody lower than a five hundred. 
but 300 is the lowest and 850 is the best. For a while, my score was an 850 and then I paid off my mortgage and my score dropped, which is counterintuitive, but that's how it works. Uh, the average score in the country is 687. I think that it varies where you go in the country. So I'm here in you know Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and credit scores here are low. And people don't pay their bills here. It's optional. I don't know. Uh, if you go to uh, New England or the Midwest, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, scores that's where the scores are the highest. They're pretty far over 700. Um, so it varies where you go in the country. If you are below 687, you are below average. And if you are below um, 680, then you are subprime. I mean, the range for being a prime borrower is between 680 and 740. And if you're above 740, that's good. You're considered super prime. You're, you're, you're a great credit risk. Um, so I guess the question is, do you know your credit score? And, and this is, you know, this would have been a hard question 10 years ago. Actually, it would have been an impossible question 20 years ago. Nobody knew what their credit scores were. The only way you knew is if you applied for a mortgage, they ran your credit, and then you went to the loan officer and you said, hey, what did my credit score come back as? And like they just told you. But there was no, you know, before the internet, there was really no mechanism for finding out your credit score. And then 10 years ago, they had all like these scammy sites like freecreditreport.com and stuff like that, where you could get your score, but you would end up paying for, it wasn't free, you would end up paying for a bunch of stuff. And now a lot of credit cards will just give you your score every month, you know? So, hey, that's capitalism. Things get better. Um, so subprime is below 680. And you may... Remember the word subprime from the financial crisis, and basically people with a score under 680 are a pretty high credit risk. Um, tough to get a loan. Tough to get a loan at decent terms. And I look, I've never been subprime in my life. Um, actually, I don't really know the history of my score. I think I've never seen it below 700, and I think it's always been uh, like 750 and up. But um, I can't imagine the feeling of going to apply for a mortgage and being rejected. Like, I don't know, I don't know what that feels like. That's never happened to me. Um, I that would not be good. Or applying for a car loan and you get rejected. Or, you know, they start giving you some shady loan where it's like a seven-year loan and all that stuff. So, um, Subprime. And basically what happened in the financial crisis is that we started giving mortgages to people with subprime credit. And what Wall Street said was, you know, we can do the math on these people and, you know, we can run the statistics and they will default more often, but we will compensate by charging them higher rates. And the math was bad and they ended up defaulting way more often than they thought. And that's kind of how that all happened. So uh, how is your score computed? There's actually five things that they look at. And the most obvious one is, number one, payment history. Credit cards, but also, uh, you, know, bank, you know, bankruptcies, foreclosures, accounts that have been turned over to collection agencies. But look, if you get your credit report, it's, it's actually pretty cool. If you look at every account, like say XYZ credit account, like a American Express or something like that, you can see month by month, on time, on time, on time, on time, late, on time, on time, on time, late. And they have that history going back like seven or 10 years. Like, you know, it does roll off eventually over time, but, you know, if I forget if it's seven or it's, it's either seven or 10 years. I can't remember. I think it's seven. And, uh, yeah, that stuff stays on your credit report until it rolls off like seven years later. Um, debt utilization is how much credit you are using. So if you have a 
$20,000 limit on your credit card and you have $18,000 in credit, you're using a massive amount of your limit and that's going to reduce your it's going to reduce your score, you know? Uh, types of credit, whether it's credit card or mortgages or uh, home equity line of credits, um, auto loans, personal loans. New credit is actually sort of a big indicator. Uh, if you open a new account, that could lower your score. And the reason is, is that the, you know, the credit rating agencies, they look at that and they say, huh, this guy just opened a new account. I wonder if that's because he's used up all his credit on his other accounts and he just needs more credit. And the other, the fifth thing is inquiries. So if anytime you apply for a loan, somebody runs your credit, and actually just the act of them running your credit can hit your score. Also, if you apply for a job and they do a background investigation and they run your credit, that can also hit your score. Just something to think about. Mostly it's it's the first two things. It's payment history and debt utilization, which basically it's just, you know, just what you might think it is. It's you borrowed money and will you pay it back? Um, you know, the funny thing about credit scores, you know, let's say you loan somebody $1,000. You loan somebody $1,000 and they didn't pay you back. What would you call that person? You'd probably have a name for them. Uh, in, in, like, like in New England or New York, I'm from New York. So it, like in New York, if, if you loan somebody money and they didn't pay you back, you would call them a scumbag. <laughs> you would just say that guy is a scumbag. Um, you know, people is – so why – look, this is controversial here. I know. Uh, you're, not, you're not paying your credit card bill. Why? Am I calling you a scumbag? Maybe. Right? Like think about this. You borrowed the money. Just It doesn't matter if it's a person or some giant faceless corporation, okay? It's the same. The obligation is the same. You borrowed the money. And by the way, if you think you're hurting Capital One by not paying that money back, you're not, number one, you're not hurting Capital One. First of all, they're making a ton of money on the interest. And second of all, like they've probably sold your account. It's like in like an asset backed security somewhere and some guy in Amsterdam owns it. So you're not even hurting Capital One. You're hurting some guy on the other side of the world. Right? Like, so, I mean, if you borrow, it's, just, it's very simple. I mean, just if you borrow money, you have to pay it back. Uh, and that applies for student loans too. And I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, when you got the credit card, you signed a credit agreement. You agreed to pay the money back, so pay it back. <laughs>